0: hello guys welcome back to andrea's podcast today i have a very special guest a good friend of mine uh, jessica Heidi Gandolf. and uh jessica she's a woman of many talents let me tell you to be honest with you i'm very uh surprised just knowing a little bit more about her prior to this podcast we were having an awesome conversation and uh I just, I, I have no words to really to to say how much you guys are ready for an awesome treat from her knowledge, from what she does. And, um, so Jessica, she's a mom of twins and, uh, she is a author and, uh, of a kid uh, a kids book, and she just launched the book in August, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, August, yeah, and uh, that's very exciting. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it, it's a new word for mm-hmm. her, and uh, she also is certified in a healing modality that I actually I'm learning right now, and call harmonium, right. Mm -hmm. And I would love to just kind of talk a little bit about this as well with her, so you can also learn a little bit more, because I'm very, very curious. And uh, But before we go, I would like to welcome Jessica to our podcast. And uh, how are you, Jessica?
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely fantastic, Andrea. Thank you. I'm so grateful to you for having me on your show, honestly, it's such a a gift um, to be able to share this space with you and to share a little bit about my story, I guess, with your amazing listeners. So thank you.
0: No, it's my honor and I really appreciate your time. Mm. Seriously, I really appreciate your time. So Jessica, um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Where are you from? Because you have this beautiful accent and (laughs) uh, how you got to, to the States.
1: Right, (laughs) Ah. yeah, so um, bit of a giveaway with my accent. Yes, I'm originally from the UK. (laughs) Um, I'm an immigrant here. I live in Venice, in California. Um, I've been here 11 years. Um, I grew up actually, I was born in Hampshire, which is um, about an hour south of London, it's on um, the south coast of, of England. It's a place called the New Forest it's absolutely beautiful I was born there and then we moved up to Yorkshire which is about four hours north of London mm-hmm. and I spent my childhood growing up in the middle of nowhere in the countryside um, until I was about 19 years old and then um, left the UK to travel the world um, in oh, search of right. adventure so it's been yeah I landed in, in LA um, 11 years ago now mm-hmm. and it's been quite a journey getting getting to where I am right now um, but I honestly have to say that every step of that journey has taught me something incredible and has got me to where I am right now. And I'm so grateful to every experience, good, bad, and ugly, honestly, um, because without all of those experiences, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. And, um, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So yeah, um, I guess I ended up here. Um, my ex-husband um, had a business here in, mm. in the States and uh, we had a choice to live either in New York or Los Angeles. Mm. I think New York probably would have been a better option because it was probably more comparable to London, honestly, but we no. ended up here in Los Angeles and actually it couldn't have been a better place. I think, mm. you know, too, I have 14 year old twins, as you say, they're 14 now, so they're three when we came here. Um, uh-huh. But just the quality of life that they've had, the experiences that they've had to um, to have this culture and this opportunity and in, in, in the upbringing that I've been able to offer them has been fantastic. So yeah, so that's, uh, we ended up here. Sadly, the, the marriage didn't go so well and we ended up divorcing. Mm-hmm. Um, but out of that um, came so many blessings, you know, and I think I've had to really look at it and say, okay, I'm here. What am I going to do? I'm now a single mom, uh, with, you know, two kids living 5,000 miles away from my friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I going to do about that? Like, how yeah. am I going to navigate that now? How am I going to come back to myself? Yeah. Um, having been full-time mom and mm. wife, uh, 13, 14, 15 years, Um, all of a sudden, to be single, to be on my own,
0: um,
1: and to have my kids here without the support of friends and family, you know, I had to kind of figure out what I was going to do.
0: Yeah. And I think that a lot of women can relate with you right now. Mm. You know, they are, yeah, they are probably in the same shoes as you were, Mm. you know, a few, uh, a year or whatever, um, how long it was. Um, and just feeling like, now what? You know, what? Feel, exactly feels like you lost mm. everything and uh, just watching you and seeing you and we are part of the same mastermind. Mm. I can see that you overcame those mm. challenges and uh, you, you raise above of like that shadow of darkness mm. and now you are living in this light.
1: Exactly. And I think that's the thing. And I think it's overcoming the challenges and seeing them for what they have brought to you Mm -hmm. and what they um, have offered you and how you can take that and use it to your best advantage Mm -hmm. rather than wallowing in the pain, which we're all guilty of. I was Mm -hmm. for many, many years Um, and taking what you've been dealt, the hand that you've been dealt and turning it into something which is going to better you and benefit you moving down the line. I remember when, um, when I was first going through the divorce, it was, you know, it was traumatic. It was awful. It was four years of hell, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we finally settled everything and I was left with the now what feeling, yeah. you know, a lot of my friends said, well, you have to get a job. You need a job. You're divorced. You've got to support yourself. You need to get a job. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. I need to get a job, and so I toyed with the idea of what was I going to do? You know, I could go back to skincare and aromatherapy, Mm -hmm. which is what I trained with way back in the day. I could go back to real estate, which is what I was doing prior to to leaving the UK. Um, Or I could just, you know, go out and find a completely brand new job. But none of those things were really filling me up, and they didn't Mm -hmm. excite me, and they didn't really push and challenge me to the next stage of where I felt I needed to be going, honestly. Um, I had the idea of a book in me for many years. And um, I also had to find a way to heal myself because I had come out of this divorce. um, And it wasn't just the divorce. It was many other situations over the past 20 years that kind of got me to where I am, I suppose. But, you know, coming out of that situation and saying, who am I? Mm -hmm. And what do I, what am I worth? And the next 45, 50 years going to look like for me? Mm-hmm. And how am I going to take control of that and turn it into something which fills me up yeah. and makes me feel like I am coming from a space of service and love and um, forgiveness yeah. for whatever has happened, whatever has been and gone mm-hmm. to allow me to move forward in the best possible way. So there's yeah. a lot of reflection, a lot of shadow work, a lot of inner um, studying and um, release, mm-hmm. and trying to um, look at the best way forward. And it's a process. Mm-hmm. It took time. Um, you know, there's no truer saying. I think coming from the UK, from London, you know, we we don't like to um, show that we might be struggling or challenging or that things aren't perfect on the outside. You know, we Mm -hmm. have that very stiff upper lip. It's very British of us to say, everything's fine. I don't need help. I'm perfectly great. I've got this. And actually that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And so I think moving here, one of the biggest gifts of moving to Los Angeles and living here um, is that everybody is so about being vulnerable, telling yeah. your story, asking for help. What do you need? How are you going to become the better version of yourself? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? And so that was um, a really fantastic experience to be able to mm-hmm. finally get to a place where I can open up and ask for help, be vulnerable,
0: yeah. to
1: allow my healing to really take over. Yeah. Um, and to become from a space of healing means that I can then move on and uh, just, yeah, live from a place of... Of unconditional love and mm-hmm. um, freedom.
0: Yeah. So this is everything, like you said, it's so interesting. And I have like a, a few questions, I guess, um, that I, I would like to ask is that you know, coming from a culture and it's so interesting because I can relate it with this because I'm half Japanese. So we have like the culture where like, Mm -hmm. don't show your feelings. You're fine. You got this. You're very independent. Well, Mm -hmm. um, so the transition you made from UK to Los Angeles and having this culture shock pretty much, right. Mm. Um, what helped you to start seeing I like to say the word with different lenses. Where mm. you were like, you know what? I think I need—not I need—but you know what? Being vulnerable is not a bad thing. Mm. And being vulnerable, it might help me. And mm. asking for help or searching for techniques or things to help me with my struggles—that my, you know, how how that shift of mindset starts happening. And do you remember when they start happening? What, like, what was the pivot like mm. point of your life? You're like, I got to do something here.
1: Yeah. That's such a good question. And there have been many pivotal points in my life where I've had to think about doing something mm-hmm. and never followed through with it purely and simply, I think because of the fear of mm-hmm. asking for help and being judged. Um, but I suppose, you know, everything that we go through um, brings us to, you know, when people say you're exactly where you need to be, mm-hmm. everything that you're experiencing is happening for you and mm-hmm. not to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I never used to see that. And, um, you know, I suppose back in the, I, I suppose my story, if you're going to get right into that started way back when I was in high school, back mm-hmm. in the UK, and I was bullied, you know, and um, bullied and taunted and picked on. I was a little bit awkward, you know slightly overweight not the most popular kid in Mm -hmm. in the grade and you just want to fit in and when you Mm -hmm. don't fit in and all of a sudden you're being taunted and tormented and ultimately at one point physically attacked um Mm -hmm. it affects you and you might not Mm -hmm. think about it at the time but that has a knock-on effect to the rest of your life and when you um go through experiences like that you can deal with it one way or another you can actually stop and say i need help this is happening to me can you help me or you can just say this isn't happening i'm just going to run away from it because if i run away from it i don't have to think about it and i don't have to deal with it because it's too painful Mm -hmm. um and that's the path that i chose to take so i chose to run away from it and you know as soon as i could leave home as soon as i was old enough to leave home that's what i did And I spent many years traveling the world and working. I was lucky enough that I had a transportable skill. I could work anywhere in the world with the skill set that I had at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I did. And I kept running and searching and running and searching for happiness or closure or whatever it might've been. Um, Sadly, it didn't turn out that way. And I ended up in a cycle of addiction and abuse because that Mm -hmm. was my way of numbing Mm -hmm. the pain that wasn't going away. you know, so I had a really aggressive eating disorder for 20 years mm-hmm. of my life. I had situations where I allowed myself to be in abusive, physical mm-hmm. and, and emotionally abusive yeah. relationships because my lack of self-worth was mm-hmm. so overwhelming. I didn't deserve better or so yeah. I thought. And the cycle kicks in and the numbing behaviors continue. And before mm-hmm. you know it, you're in this cycle and that's mm-hmm. what defines you. Yeah. Um, And you get so deep into that cycle sometimes Mm -hmm. that it's almost too difficult to ask for help.
0: Mm -hmm. It feels like Um, you don't see the, like the other side of the tunnel.
1: That's right. You can't see the other side of it. You don't think that anyone's going to understand. Mm -hmm. You think that they're going to judge you. Mm -hmm. You think that something that you're really, something really terrible person. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you experience all of these things, then you must Mm -hmm. be really terrible. And you know, you're not worthy of anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so continued um, and honestly i guess the the ultimate point i suppose after the divorce um, i got to the point where i thought this is not serving me mm. you know, i had contemplated you know taking things to the point of no return you know it was too much it was too mm-hmm. painful i don't want to live anymore who's going to miss me what is the point yeah. of this
0: mm-hmm. why do
1: i need to keep punishing myself with all of these feelings and situations i mean everybody has a different way of dealing with trauma. For some people it's drugs, some people it's drink, alcohol, uh, shopping, sex, Mm -hmm. binge watching on the television, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, those are all numbing escapist behaviors. And I think 95% of everybody that I've ever met has some form of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I, came through the divorce and I felt at my lowest of the low that I've ever been, I didn't have my close family and friends for support. I had to find an alternative because I knew that the example I was setting for my kids, I knew that the life that I deserved to lead, I knew that um, the dreams that I had, that fire that used to be inside of me before all of this stuff happened for me, Mm -hmm. um, back out again, I had to find that way to relight the fire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that fire that spark had gone out, and I was just like a shadow of my former self and so um i'd come across a couple of um people actually in fact i'd come across um soul cycle um and i'd started to go to soul cycle and work out ridiculously hard, incredibly obsessively I suppose Uh that became another form of escapism for me Mm -hmm. Um, and through doing that it was a release it was a way for me to kind of let go release to just have my own space and to just think things through but I was um, fortunate enough to meet um, Chris and Laurie Harder who actually Mm -hmm. hosts this mastermind that you and I met through Um, and Laurie at the time it's about five six years ago she was um, hosting her Bliss Project retreat and i heard about it. I'd seen a little bit about it, talked a little bit to them about it. And I thought, this sounds so interesting. This sounds mm-hmm. something like I really need, but I'm too scared to go. Yeah. Because I, it's not for me. Yeah. It means I have to be vulnerable. I have to be open and I, it's better if I don't do it. I just keep mm-hmm. myself safe in my little mm-hmm. bubble and hide behind, you know, where I'm at right now. Um, I toured with it, I played with it, I ended up signing up for it. And honestly, that was the best decision I made because that was the very beginning of my journey of self healing, yeah. learning to allow myself to feel these emotions, to work through these emotions, to ask for help, and to know that there is support out there for all of Absolutely. you. Absolutely. To ask for it sometimes.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Um, and from there, it just, I became stronger and stronger and stronger. And mm-hmm. I was able to keep asking and keep seeking yeah. alternative ways to heal.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's so interesting. We have a very, very similar story. So I can completely relate it with what you were saying. That's why I was just nodding my head. It's like, uh-huh, mm, uh-huh. Yes, yes, okay, you know. Yeah. And It is very interesting that, you know, you start using soul cycle or mm-hmm. fitness as a way of escaping, quote unquote, but it brought you the gift of mm-hmm. connecting with Chris and Lori mm-hmm. that opening you to new doors mm-hmm. where you, you actually allowed yourself to to even give the permission to yourself to say, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, I think it has even a little bit more for me. Mm,
1: than It wasn't enough. Even that wasn't enough. You know, it helped and it started me on my journey and it really mm-hmm. got me to think um, much more deeply about who I was and what I wanted and what I stood for and my value and worth in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it still wasn't enough. Yeah. Because I was still drinking too much. I was still mm-hmm. suffering with my eating disorder. I was still allowing those situations to define me. So I was healing to a degree, but not to the level that I needed to, mm-hmm. to really move on with that next mm-hmm. stage of my life. And I remember waking up one morning actually, and sitting there and just thinking, there's got to be more. There has to be more than this. Yeah. Like this can't be it. Like I can't be 40, I think I was 40." 44 45 at the time Uh and I just remember sitting there thinking there's got to be more it can't just be this there has to be more to it Mm -hmm. um and I think that was the, the switch in my head it was like there is there has to be more and I then um met a girl just by chance, um, Teresa Coltrane. She's very, very dear friend of mine. Um, And we met just by chance. We both ended up going to an event in Santa Monica one Saturday, both of us, nothing else really going on. And we connected. And um, we had similar journeys because, you know, at the end of the day, we're all the same. Ultimately, you know, like you just said, you feel like you've been living the same journey. We're all wounded humans. We're all healing and guiding each other through the same journey. And so when we meet somebody else and we have that connection, it's no surprise to us ultimately. But Teresa had just moved here from Denver in Colorado. She'd just gone through a divorce. She had lost her father. um, And she was searching for the same thing. You know, what is this meaning to life? There's gotta be more. Um, and we had this incredible connection and through her, I was introduced to um, Dr. Joseph Michael Levery, mm. And he is the founder of the harmonium healing system. He's a phenomenal um, spiritual master, honestly, he really uh-huh. is. And it was this next piece of my journey that was missing. Mm. Um, and I was really resistant to it. She's like, you know, you have to come and you have to come and see him. You have to have a session with him. He's amazing. He's going to help you. I thought no not don't need that I'm good I don't need it I'm good and this went on for about a year and she kept on and on me and she said you really just need to come have a session I was like okay fine whatever I'll come I'll have a session and it was at that point that the missing piece to the puzzle kind of clicked and I had this session with him and um, he said to me you need harmonium I said I need what? Only what I've never heard of it, I don't know what you're talking about. And um, he said, You know, you just come have some sessions. And I went and had some sessions, I had an intensive number of sessions, um, over a very short period of time. And honestly, it's been life changing, it has allowed me to just come from a completely different space of healing and being healed. Um, everybody reacts differently to, to. Everybody reacts differently to different healing modalities. Mm -hmm. But for me, this has been ultimately life-changing. But it's also allowed me to come from a place of forgiveness and gratitude. And I think that's also a huge key to healing. Mm -hmm. Um, So having the harmonium, which basically is working on activating your body's self healing capacity. So Mm -hmm. having the treatment itself, it's not really the person giving the treatment, they're not really doing anything, they're just facilitating the treatment. It's a very holistic um, treatment, it's a hands on working on the spine, working on the nervous system and helping to um, balance the nervous system of the body and dealing with trauma which mm. essentially is stored in the spine. And so by working on the spine, you're allowing the body to recalibrate. You're allowing the nervous system to uh, basically heal itself and work through any trauma that you might've been holding onto from any mm-hmm. different experience in your life. Um, and come from a place of, of self healing. Your body is incredible. You know, from the work that you do, you know, your body is an incredible self
0: healing mechanism. Yeah, absolutely. So in a, um... I am a very I'm very very curious about this um not only because help to you with your healing journey you know healing from addictions and um, restoring your body because when you mm-hmm. go through a eating disorder we again we have a same similar uh, story you know has been for me was a, a journey of 23 plus mm-hmm. years, I really, really don't remember. Mm-hmm. It's
1: like 20, 23,
0: 25. So you were pretty much killing the cells of your body mm-hmm. and uh, affects everything, right? So mm-hmm. affects your gut, affects your fertility, affects your brain, affects mm-hmm. your, your body completely. Plus on top of that, you have other, um, issues in life, uh, other traumas that mm-hmm. it's itself, it's causing a lot of harmful, destructive. I don't know how, even how mm. can I say this to your body. Yeah. So, what type of like uh, techniques do you use when applying the the not the program, but I guess the session? What do you? Mm. Can you give us a little idea what it is? And depending, is it depending? totally?
1: I mean, a lot of people, um, everybody's heard of Reiki. A lot of people have heard of craniosacral therapy, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these holistic healing modalities that people Mm -hmm. work with um, energetically on the body. Um, Mm -hmm. And harmonium is very similar in its, Mm -hmm. um, it's similar, but it's different. So it's a 45 minute session. It's a hands-on session. Um, And it's purely and simply working on the spine. So from the nape of the neck to the base of the spine, and Mm -hmm. it's just a series of specific movements Mm. which have been developed to actually stimulate the sympathetic nervous system Mm. of the body. And it takes your body into a space of halfway between awake and asleep. Mm. And when you're in that space, when your body is in that space, it's when the most intense levels of healing mm-hmm. can actually occur
0: yeah.
1: um, and allows the nervous system to recalibrate. And what it's doing is allowing your body's self-healing mechanism to kick in yeah. and take over. It's one of the most incredible um, healing modalities I've ever come across. And that when I first had the sessions, there was a whole wave of different emotions. Everybody reacts differently to it, but it just helps to uh, change your perception of where you're coming from, what you need to do to become the better, healthiest version of yourselves, working on that emotional body. Mm -hmm. So we're all familiar with going to the gym. We'll all sign up for a fitness program. We all want Mm -hmm. the six pack. We all want the incredible, you know, butt and and legs and and tummy Mm -hmm. and everything else. And so we'll commit to an intensive uh, fitness program for our physical bodies mm-hmm. and it helps us and we look great and we feel great, but it doesn't address the emotional issues. And so harmonium, I kind of liken it to the like a gym membership for your emotional body. You know, it's working on your emotions. It's helping to rebalance and recalibrate that nervous system. And when you do that, and if you were doing that in combination with physical work, then you're creating this whole package and your body can honestly come from and your, your, your system can come from a place of ultimate healing and growth. So as a practitioner, I'm not really doing anything. I'm just mm-hmm. doing the movements of the routine of yeah. the, of the practice. Your body is what is doing the healing. So I'm just facilitating that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think my experience honestly, with everything, my life experience Mm -hmm. that I've been through with all of my different situations. um, And then my experience way back training as a therapist, um, back in the day with aromatherapy, with skin and body care, and with reflexology, I think that's kind of come full circle into my Mm -hmm. life. And I'm now in a place where not only have I experienced all these different situations, which have been traumatic, and have led me to needing to heal myself, I've also got that background of healing, which I can now apply in the form of a new modality of the harmonium. And I can now offer intensive healing packages for people Mm -hmm. that are going through really intense situations where they need to have intense emotional healing.
0: Mm -hmm. So I'm very curious now because, so when you have a new patient come to your office, and of course, you know you have your healthy history and um, the reason why they came to your office and wants to do the, the treatment. Um, how how do you emphasize on that specific healing per se? I guess I have to reframe. For reframe, my question is: mm-hmm. How do how do do you set an int- intention to heal mm-hmm. that? specific trauma or
1: no, No, because it's not my job to do that. Mm. So it's not when people come, when clients come and they're coming from a place of pain, Mm-hmm. And, and it could be a place of pain where they're just not sleeping properly. They've got mm-hmm. such bad insomnia or they're so anxious about something. It could be you know, a teenager that's got exams coming up and they're just not coping with it and they're getting stressed out and they're not sleeping. Yeah. It could be that situation. It could be somebody um, that's lost somebody close and dear to their heart through suicide. And so they're having to try and navigate moving forward in their life having dealt with that, it could be somebody that's just burnt out through working so hard and like Mm -hmm. burning the candle at both ends that they just don't have that focus and clarity because they're just over extending themselves. So whatever reason my clients have for coming to see me, I am not trying to fix that issue. What I'm doing is allowing the body to Mm. get into a state of relaxation whereby it can begin to heal itself. And it can work through its own healing mechanism Mm -hmm. to allow um, my clients that time to switch off and allow the body to do what it needs to do.
0: Mm.
1: You know, when we cut our fingers, we don't sit and watch and go, okay, now how's this going to happen? I've cut my finger. What do I need to do to fix it? Well, put a plaster on it, band-aid, sorry, put band-aid on it. And within a day or two, it's going to be gone. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Your body is mm-hmm. incredible. You know what it can mm-hmm. do, the levels it goes to to self. We don't have to think about mm-hmm. it. We just have to to attack it. And so, with the harmonium, yes, I set an intention before I start any session with a client. The intention is one of pure, unconditional love, light, and healing. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. And yeah. by applying that and then working through the movements, um, which are all designed to work on each of the vertebrae on mm-hmm. those areas of the spine. Um, the body will do whatever it needs to do to release and heal. Mm. Um, But it takes commitment, you know, we have to commit to it. And so, you know, the sessions that I offer, the packages that I offer are an eight week intensive program Mm -hmm. because to get that result, yeah, you can come and have a one-off treatment and it's amazing. It's relaxing. It gives you time to refocus, but it's ultimately to get the real results. You have to start with anything like a really intensive program. Mm -hmm. So, I have the Eight Weeks to Freedom healing package, which I offer. And it's a program which is designed to kickstart that healing process for whatever aspect of your life is needed. Uh-huh. And then from there, you know, we just work from whatever needs to come from that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Thank you for just like sharing with us about mm-hmm. Harmonium, because again, This is something very new to me. I'm very ignorant about it. So, just by your explanations, just it makes me feel like, oh my gosh, I just need to try this. And that's the thing. And you know
1: what? I don't think you're ignorant at all. Not at all. You're not ignorant. It's just that it's something which, because it's so spiritual in its root and its mm -hmm. heritage, it's not something that everybody's aware of. Um, You know, it's something which you kind of fall upon when you need it. But ultimately, Everybody needs it. And this mm-hmm. is where I've just been so lit up by it because I don't know, like people say, well, how does it really work? Yeah. How does this work? They're so skeptical. And I get that. Uh-huh. Of course, you know what? I don't know, but it does. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And I know that from my own experience um, that it does. Uh-huh. So that's the, the biggest thing I can say. is like, you just have to trust me. Mm-hmm. You have to believe me and you if you're at that point where you just where nothing else is i can't even begin how much money i spent on therapy Honestly, mm-hmm. you know, once a week, twice a week when I was going through the really darkest times, you know, hundreds of hundreds of dollars, thousands mm-hmm. of dollars on therapy and yep. you go and you sit and you talk and you talk and you churn over and over and you go over and over the same things. And yes, you come out and you feel better because you've vented mm-hmm. and you've released and you've had someone listen and give you, you know, some support, mm-hmm. but it didn't fix anything. Yeah. Just, it's still the same stuff going over and over again. And so that's why I'm so passionate about Harmonium because in the, 18 months, probably, is the amount of time that I've been working with it. Um, but within six months of me having my intensive sessions,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I've I not had, like, I lived with that eating disorder for over 25 years. Yeah. I don't even think about it anymore. I don't even relate to it anymore. It's just been the most incredible form of healing that I'm just so grateful for it. Mm -hmm. You know, my drinking. Yes, Mm -hmm. I guess you could have called me a high-functioning alcoholic. It's a real thing now. There's people out there, right? We're all doing it. You're alcoholic. No, I'm not. No, because I can function. I can do my kids. I can do my work. Yes, you're a high-functioning alcoholic. That's an official term. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't even drink anymore. I'm going to drink for over a year
0: I done and that's my either. choice
1: you know and um it's not for everybody and I'm mm-hmm. you know and at some point down the line yeah I'm sure I'm going to have some wine I love wine mm-hmm. um but right now it's not serving me and I don't need to turn to that to help me figure out what the next step is in my life and it's just phenomenal so yeah. I can only go on my own example and from the example and the effects that my clients have had as a result mm-hmm. of the treatment and the proof is in the pudding as they say right
0: yeah, it is. I I can tell you, because I'm telling you right now. Just by seeing you, watching you, knowing you, you know, for the few days we were together, and just the connection we made, it, I, it's unbelievable. Just I, I never ever thought you were that person. You know, it's I, so like, funny.
1: People don't. They look at you, they think, Good, look at her, she's got it all together. She's got mm-hmm. the car, she's got the house, she's got the clothes, she's got the accent, she's got it all going on. Yeah. But no one knows. It's just yeah. the perception.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and Because no one really knows what's going on because mm-hmm. we're so um, quick to judge.
0: Yeah, we are. Absolutely. As, as a
1: society, so mm-hmm. quick to judge. But actually, when we take that step to stop and listen and ask and be mm-hmm. open, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. How many people are going through the same things?
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. And the one thing that I think that it was, it's something that I always ask myself as well. is like, is this serving me or not? And I think that mm-hmm. was something that our listeners really should be asking themselves every time you are at the supermarket, you know, or you are about to to connect with someone who are not a really the right person mm-hmm. for you or the relationships or anything just you know stop yourself a little in the moment and just ask yourself if this is serving me or not
1: Thank and serving
0: you. my purpose to become mm-hmm. the best version of, of myself or not
1: absolutely and list but the thing is you know what we don't listen to our guts enough we'll mm-hmm. ask us i know myself a lot of the situations I got myself into, I knew mm-hmm. this isn't good. This isn't right. Don't do this. But I didn't listen to my intuition. I didn't stop to ask myself, is this serving me? Is this for the greatest, highest good of myself? Yeah. Um, and if I had listened to my gut and my intuition, I probably wouldn't have got myself in those situations or, um, or those environments. But um, I needed to. I had to go through that, I mm-hmm. suppose, to be able to get to a space now where I can offer... Um, this support to my clients because I've been there, Mm -hmm. you know, I've walked in their shoes. I know what it's like to suffer at the hands of an aggressive eating disorder. I know what it's like to suffer at the hands of an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to be in so much debt that you don't even see where you're going to pull yourself out of it from. Mm -hmm. I've walked in your shoes. I can relate to you. Mm -hmm. I can help you because I've been there. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, you have to look at every single experience as a blessing, Mm -hmm. regardless good or bad whichever person it is, you know, we're so quick to say, well, it's this person's fault and it's that person's fault. And if they hadn't done that to me, then that wouldn't have happened. But actually every single experience is a gift and a blessing. We just have to see it that way. Mm -hmm. It's all a lesson. And it's just whether we choose to learn from that experience or not. And um, you know, for many years, I didn't learn from those experiences and that's why you end up in that cycle. Mm -hmm. But when you actually stop and look and accept that each one of those experiences helped you become the person that you are today and that you actually are exactly where you need to be, Mm -hmm. um, then everything shifts. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But I think the biggest key for me personally, um, there's three things, honestly, is gratitude. Uh for everything I have in my life, good and bad experiences, people, places, situations. I'm so grateful constantly for all of those things. Yeah. Um, forgiveness, mm. forgiving myself, mm-hmm. forgiving other people, forgiving mm-hmm. situations, um, and unconditional love. Yeah, it have to come from a place of love, but it has to come from within you first. And until you learn to love yourself and forgive yourself, Um, then nothing is going to shift. But the Mm -hmm. minute that you do that, from my experiences, this is what has helped me, forgiving everybody, forgiving myself and realizing that, you know what? You deserve this. Mm -hmm. You are so worthy. You are so worth it. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, my friends back in London laugh at me. They say to me, you've been in LA too long. You're so... It's so woo-woo and coming from this space of everybody's love, but it's the truth.
0: Yeah. It's not I, I love in the world. Agree.
1: It really isn't. And we just need to love each other, love ourselves. And you know what? It makes such a difference. It mm-hmm. shifts everything.
0: It's the, it does. It does. Oh my gosh. What an awesome, like, oh my gosh, conversation. I can keep this on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And on, and on. <laughs> Seriously. This is so awesome. I was like, I I can feel your energy. I feel so comfortable with you. It's like, Mm -hmm. I know our listeners are having a great, just like time, just by listening to your, your story and um, how you overcame so many struggles of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, like you mentioned, like it was just, just one, was Mm -hmm. two, three, four, five. Mm -hmm. And here you are, you know, so I think, uh, the message I'm getting here is like, um, no matter what situation you are right now, know that one is a lesson to be learned in, in there because the more you run, the more, the, you know, the more stuck you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you are in that pain of, uh, suffering because you are, you know, dealing with the eating disorder or you're dealing with a, you know, abusive relationship. If that's painful enough and then you're so afraid to get out Mm -hmm. because you think that's gonna be extra pain. Just Mm -hmm. remember like the pain you're gonna go through by getting away from those situations. It's Mm -hmm. way less than what you are here Mm -hmm. right now. So we are the the only ones who can choose to get out of the prison. Absolutely.
1: I love that because that's it. You have two choices. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a door into a situation Mm -hmm. and you have a door out of that Mm -hmm. situation. And it's up to you which one of those doors you're going to choose. You can choose to be stuck or you can choose to take the door out. And sometimes that's the scariest door, the Mm -hmm. scariest road to take but it's the one that's going to get you where you actually need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. Is it David Bowie, David Bowie, David Bowie, that said, I don't know where I'm going, but I promise you it won't be boring.
0: <laughs> yeah, it can <laughs> and be. And I think that's
1: it. It's taking that first step. I and even if you don't know where it's going to lead, you just take that first step.
0: Yep. You know, taking the step, it's way a better route than stay where you are. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah so it was such a pleasure talking with you and uh, I'm so so, like I'm so grateful for this connection and Mm. to have you and on my podcast so we are about to wrap up and uh, I always like to finish with uh, some fire questions Mm -hmm. and uh, one of the things yes you already mentioned that you know, about gratitude. And Mm. uh, right now I would like to ask you what you are grateful for in your life at this very moment.
1: I am grateful for, um, for the connections.
0: Mm.
1: I'm grateful for all the connections that I have right now. Um, and that I have ever had because connection is key. Mm Yeah, I
0: completely agree. What is your favorite book or a book that change it to your life. Hmm. It can be yours too. (laughs) Yeah. You know
1: what? I'm going to say it's my own book because it was life changing for me. Just writing that book and seeing it published and putting it out, having that idea, which has been ongoing in my mind for the past five, six, seven years. And actually now bringing that into fruition to birthing it like a child and seeing it now there and knowing that it's helping the orphanage, that it's Mm -hmm. helping to give back but it's helping those kids that have, that have nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not as, as, you know, we forget how blessed we are. You know, we live our lives. We have everything we could possibly ever need. And we forget that there's people, children, families out there that have nothing. And so, yeah, you know what, I think I'm going to high five myself with that one. (laughs)
0: Love it. Love it. Can you share the title of your book with us?
1: It's called monkey and Mm -hmm. it's uh, wishes do
0: come true. Awesome. We're going to put it on show notes for you guys. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Actually, I'm going to get one for myself. And uh, yeah, I really, I really do. I love like, you know, fantasy kids books, and I think they are very inspiring. And um, our last question. Mm -hmm. So what are you working on right now and and this can be your business could be you know your life whatever it is um I
1: am working so I'm working on the book because that's just been launched um so I'm working on promoting that and marketing the book and getting that out there I'm actually going down to the orphanage in Tijuana um next week so we're going to take the book down there we're going to read it to the kids down there which is just so so phenomenal um to have the opportunity to go down there and share it with them and and to just raise the awareness for the, the people that run that orphanage because they're doing incredible things. Um, so I'm working on the book. I'm working on promoting the, um, the Eight Weeks to Freedom healing program with the harmonium um, and getting that out there and raising awareness of that. And I'm also focusing on just being the best mom that I can be. My kids are 14 now, they're in high school and that is just a whole nother level of challenge and learning. <laughs> yeah. And, um, trying to navigate that, you know, from being this full-time mom to now having these businesses. And so to being, you know, navigating how that whole journey is going to look.
0: That's so awesome. I'm so, I'm so excited for you. I'm very, very excited for you. Thanks. So where can we find you? Yeah. So, um, we have, uh,
1: my website is harmonium la h a r m o y n m harmonium la.com that is the website for the healing mm-hmm. um, you can find me at jessica gandolfi.com that's the website for the book and it's got all the info about the orphanage about the charity it's got a link to donate to the charity if people want to do that so they can give back it's got the story the backstory of of how i came to write the book that's awesome. um, And yeah, you'll find me here in Venice, California. So if you're local and uh, you want to connect at JH Gandolfi on Instagram, and um, I'm here.
0: And uh, where can we buy your book?
1: We can buy it on Amazon. We can buy it on Barnes & Noble. We can buy it on Austin McCauley USA, which is the publishing company, Mm -hmm. uh, Target. Okay, cool. I think we can get it in many, many places.
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
1: So for every book, and just so that everybody knows as well, so for every book we sell, we're giving a donation from the proceeds to the orphanage directly to support them. So it's a big piece of it too, giving back. Awesome,
0: awesome. And uh, as a gift, guys, I Mm. normally, this is, I'm very inspired by you. And I have a surprise for our listeners. So Mm. I'm going to be donating three books for you guys Yay. so um what do you have to do is to tag me and jessica on your insta story and mm. uh, the first three people will receive a book and I, that's a way that i can contribute contribute to your to your Fundraise and for your oh. cause because I feel very inspired and motivated for that's that. So
1: kind, thank you. And, and you know uh, what? I'm gonna match you, so I'm gonna also donate three books. So, oh, whoever the first six people, whoever versus six that, people, yeah, let's do it. Let's just match that and just awesome just make it happen. Honestly, yeah, it's a
0: that's gift. awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this conversation and uh. Guys, just go follow Jessica on her socials and uh, don't forget to give us a feedback. Um, And uh, I would just love to have you one more time. Well, not just one more time, but many <laughs> times you want to. I'm really loving this conversation. So I hope you guys are having an awesome, awesome rest of your day. Thanks so much for joining us and spending your time with us here. Um, thank you for having me. you are Absolute
1: moment. pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. So thank you so much for tuning in and we we'll talk to you very soon. All right. Bye-bye.